I wanted you to get that phrase in your spirit. Only on him. Hallelujah. Hope you hear it tonight in the middle of the night. Only on him. Right? When you get up in the morning. Only on him. Only on you. Only on you. My eyes are only on you. Uh, Look with me in the scripture. If you brought your Bible. To Psalm 62. And you'll see one of the places I got this song years ago. And I want to read this to you from the, uh, well, I tell you, I'll read it in the King James, then we'll read it to you in Young's literal translation. In uh, verse 5, Psalm 62, 5, he said, My soul, wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from him. My soul, wait thou only upon God. Now, uh, David's talking to himself. Do you know you need to talk to yourself sometimes? Huh? Yeah, you do. You need to talk to your soul. You need to speak to your mind. Sometimes you need to speak to your kidney. Huh? Or your toe. Or your knee, whatever it might be. Jesus spoke to trees, wind, waves, didn't he? Soul, wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from him. Verse 6, he only is my rock and my salvation. He's my defense. I shall not be moved. Now, there's more here, but go to the Young's literal translation. And uh, the first verse, uh, 62.1, Young's literal. And I really like this in Young's literal. You see the construction of the language that we missed in the King James. Of course, you remember these are songs. They're sung. Many of them accompanied by music. And... uh, uh, Young's literal. Do I have that right? It starts off by saying uh, hallelujah. No, excuse me. I'm I'm reading the wrong place. It starts off in verse 1 by saying only. That's the first word. It's where it says the psalm of David. And then the psalm actually starts with this word only. Only toward God is my soul silent. From him is my salvation. Then verse 2 says what? Only. He is my rock and my salvation. My tower. I am not much moved. (laughs) Till when do you devise mischief against a man? You're destroyed all of you as a wall inclined a hedge that is cast down. Talking about the enemy. Verse 4. What does it lead with? Only. Reckon what the name of this song was. <laughs> you see where I got my song. <laughs> Only from his excellency they have consulted to drive away. They enjoy a lie with their mouth. They bless with their heart. They revile. Say lie. Verse 5. Verse 5. Only for God. Be silent, O my soul. That's the King James says, wait on God. Well, if you're, if you're quiet and you're waiting. Only for God be silent. For from him is my hope. Say that out loud. Only for God. Be silent, O my soul. For from him is my hope. From him is my hope. Verse 6. Only. Only. He is my rock and my salvation. Now, the ancient languages were, you know, they read backwards from the way we talk. We'd say it like this. He is my rock and salvation only. But I like this construction, don't you? (laughs) Because it really is where the emphasis is. 
Every every verse almost starts off with only. Only. Only he is my rock and my salvation, my tower. I am not moved. On God is my salvation and my honor. The rock of my strength, my refuge is in God. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour forth before him your heart. God is a refuge for us, Selah. Only on him. Why would you need to keep saying that only on him? Only on him. Only on him. Why would you need to keep saying that? Why would you need to talk to your soul? Soul? Let me paraphrase a little bit. Soul? Quit looking around. (laughs) Huh? Soul? Quit looking at the bills. Quit looking at the it's a bad report. Soul, quit rehearsing and looping the mean things they said to you. Soul, huh? Look what? Only on him. Only on what he's saying to you about this. Only on what he has already said in his word and by his spirit. Only on him. Only on him. We've already talked about what happened with Peter. How quickly did Peter go down when he took his eyes off of the Lord? Quick. Quick. This has happened so many times. So many times. Even with good people. Even with people that know a little bit about faith. It was the supernatural power of God that was holding him up. If it hadn't been for the power of God, he'd have already went under from the first time he stepped out of the boat. His faith was working, wasn't it? As long as his eyes were only on him. I've seen this with he- I've seen this with healing and people fighting disease. You know, the, the devil's such a liar. He's such a deceiver. He, he tries to bring condemnation and shame and guilt if you're still dealing with symptoms after a length of time. But the truth is, where would you be if you hadn't been believing God? Would you have been gone long ago? No, time and time again, people's faith is working. But I've seen it where people didn't understand they're scratching their head because Somebody, you know, should have died from their thing, the the disease long ago, but they completely recovered or recovered, I don't know, 80% or whatever, and they did good for quite a length of time, and then just all at once, boom, they went down and they were gone. This is what happened. Exactly what happened with Peter. It was only the power of God keeping them up. Can you see that? It was only the power of God keeping them alive. But that'll keep you alive for a hundred years. <laughs> or more, whatever. But if you take your eyes off of that, even if it's been sustaining you for years, if you take your eyes off of that and you get to thinking about how you feel, you get to listening too much to the bad reports or the test this or the test that, how long does it take to sink? When the only thing holding you up is the power of God. You can go down in in a hurry. Only on him. Only on you. My eyes are only on you. You got to make a choice. You got. Oh it's, it's challenging. Because these things are real. These feelings. These symptoms. These bills. These bad reports. This. Pain, all these things are real, and they will scream and demand your attention. Won't they? And they'll yell at you a thousand times a day. But if, that's where the good fight of faith comes in. That's where you win or lose the battle. As long as you keep casting them down. As long as you keep resisting them. As long as you keep your eyes and focus on the Lord, you're winning the fight. 
Come on, can you see that? And the power of God will hold you up. Supernaturally, whatever it takes. But if you get discouraged and and you just get tired and you just get to looking at the problem and you just get to thinking about how bad it is, you'll start sinking. Because you're no longer just looking at him. And that's what the Bible talks about when it talks about doubt and wavering. It's the Greek word that means, you know, uh, of two minds. Trying trying to do two things at once. Back and forth, back and forth. You, You can't see your healing looking at the symptoms. You can't see your provision looking at your bills. You can't see your restoration of a relationship looking about how bad they treated you. Y'all with me, friends? And you can't see Jesus walking on the water if you start looking at the wind and waves. It was a choice. The moment he took his eyes off of the Lord, he didn't just take his eyes off, he took his focus off. And he took his mind off. And man, when he did, immediately he started going down. But I like the rest of that story too. He cried out and the Lord grabbed him. Woo! Somebody say, thank God for the mercy of the Lord. Even, even when you're blowing it, <laughs> even when you're blowing it, you're just taking your mind off the Lord. You're letting it wander. You're, you're yielding to bad stuff. If you'll just cry out to the Lord, Lord, help me, Lord. <laughs> He'll grab you. But what should you do immediately? Tune it all out. Right? Get your focus back on him. Can you say amen? Only. Somebody say only. 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 Only on him. Look at Psalm 146. Psalm 146, verse 1. I'm going to read this out of the complete Jewish Bible, the CJB, if they can find that for us. Psalm 146, verse 1, CJB, and it says, starts off by saying what? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's a good way to start off a lot of things. Hallelujah. (laughs) Well, it's time to start. Okay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) Praise Adonai. We'd say the Lord. Praise Adonai, my soul. I will praise Adonai as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God all my life. Verse 3, don't put your trust in princes or in mortals who cannot help. When they breathe their last, they return to dust. On that very day, all their plans are gone. Happy is he whose help is Yaakov's God, whose hope is in Adonai, his God. Who is, is your hope in? Not in man, but in God. If we're saying only on him, what's the opposite of only on him? Well, it'd be on others. On others. Your hope is on others. You're looking to others. Happy is he whose help is, we'd say Jacob's God, whose hope is in Adonai, his God, he made heaven and the earth, the sea, and everything in them. He keeps faith forever. He secures justice for the oppressed. He gives food to the hungry. Adonai sets prisoners free. Adonai opens the eyes of the blind. Adonai lifts up those that are bent over. Adonai loves the righteous. Adonai watches over strangers. He sustains the fatherless and widows. But the way of the wicked he twists. Adonai will reign forever. Your God, Zion, through all generations. And how you, how do you end it up? Hallelujah. <laughs> Listen to the living Bible on this same one, verse 1. The living Bible. The living Bible says, praise the Lord. Yes, really praise him. <laughs> Help your neighbor say, praise the Lord. Yes, really praise him. (laughs) I will praise him as long as I live. Yes, even with my dying breath. That would be a great way to use your last breath. Huh? 
He looks like he's just about to go. What did he say? I don't know how to lean in. What did he say? Hallelujah. He said hallelujah. <laughs> Verse 3. Don't look to men for help. Say that out loud. Don't look to men. Say it again. Don't look to men. Say it again. Don't look to men. Who's going to save us? Who's going to get us out of this mess? Who's going to take care of me? Who? Now, when you're sitting up in church, in the air conditioning, and everybody's saying hallelujah around you, it's easy to know the right answer. But on a Monday afternoon, on a Thursday morning, when you really need something, who do you look to? So you know the right answer, but huh? Who do you, what do you look to? Who do you look to? You know, I've, I've had more than one person write in and say, uh, Brother Keith, you know, the Bible said, let your request be made known. And so I'm letting you know what I want. That's not what the scripture said. The scripture didn't say let your request be made known unto Brother Keith. Did it? No. What did it say? Let your request be made known unto God. Is there a difference between God and Brother Keith? <laughs> you know it is. Huh? Now, this is, this is very big. This is very big. The less real God is to you, the more you look to other people. Hmm? And if God is not real enough to you, that's all you look to is other people. And this is the core of the crisis so much of the crisis in our nation. If you don't believe in God, then you're not going to look to Him to meet your needs. So if you don't believe in God and He's not real to you, there's only one other place to look. That's other people. Right? Who has what I need? Or who has what I want? How can I get it from them? So if you don't have faith in God, which millions don't, you're going to look to men. You're going to look to people. And Christians who should know better still are many times very low faith. And when the pressure's on, they put pressure on other people. You can tell if you're looking to God or not, by that. When the pressure's on you, do you turn around and try to pressure somebody else to help you or get you out of this or fix it for you? That means you're not looking only to God. You're looking to them. Faith puts no pressure on people. Faith is a rest. We which I believed do enter into rest. And that rest is looking unto Jesus. That's where the rest is. The author and the finisher of your faith. It's quiet in here. Have you ever looked to somebody else <laughs> to meet your need? To fix things for you. Well that's acting like an unbeliever. That's acting like a, somebody that's not even saved. That's faithless. And all of us have been there. But it's also a sure way to be disappointed. If you look to people. And you put all your trust and confidence in people. You will be disappointed. 
Not might be. You will be. And you can cry and you can be hurt. They let me down. They let me down. Now there's something else. You shouldn't have looked to them to start with. The reason it hurts so bad, the reason it's taken so much out of you is because you had faith in them to meet your need that should have only been in God. I'm not saying you never trust people. But you don't trust people like you trust God. People, you know what their biggest weakness is? They're like you. (laughs) Huh? They don't know everything. And they certainly can't do everything. And a lot of times, even though they completely meant it when they told you they would do it, when it got down to it, they, they were not able to. What did he say? Verse 3. What did he say? Don't look to men for help. Now, you know, uh, that includes the government. Now, that doesn't mean we don't do what we can to help our country and help ourselves. We, we pray. We look. We, we think. We vote. We do what we can to try to get people in. We we have freedom in this country. Uh, People that respect God and, 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 and might listen to him. Right? But even then, we're not depending on them. We're depending on God. To do something through them. Come on, are y'all with me or not? We're not just relying on them. And if they come up short, we don't, we're not shocked. We don't fall off our chair. We knew they were human. We knew they were fallible. A lot of them barely saved. Some of them not. Right? So what do you expect if they fall off the rails? You should have known. Right? But we don't run off the rails. Because our, our faith wasn't just in them. Yeah, we were believing. But see, we asked the Lord to turn their heart. We asked the Lord to direct them. We asked Him to do some things. So we're looking to Him. Not them. I said we're looking to Him. Not them. And oh man, when, when that's really so, you can't be devastated by somebody letting you down. Because all your faith wasn't in them to start with. Is anybody listening in here? Huh? This will change your life. People say, oh, it just hurt me so bad. It just destroyed me when they let me down. Well, you're at fault. You're at fault. You were looking too much to them. Hmm? You were relying too much on them to make you whole. To make you happy. To meet your needs. No human being can do that. You can't do it for anybody else. If you could, they wouldn't need a savior. Somebody say only, only, only on him. He said, don't look to men for help. Their greatest leaders fail. Every man must die, his breathing stops, his life ends, and in a moment all he planned for himself is ended. But happy is the man who has the God of Jacob as his help, whose hope is in the Lord his God. Won't you, won't you join in with that? Say, my hope, my hope is in the Lord my God. My hope is in the Lord my God. Now hope, we'll be talking about this I think as time goes on, but hope has gotten kind of a bad rap among uh, word and faith people in groups. And it shouldn't. It's just a lack of understanding. Uh, hope is inseparable from faith. They go together. And one another word you can use instead of hope is expectation. Expectation. And you can say it like this, a confident expectation of good. Or 
are we expecting something good? That was weak. That was really. (laughs) (laughs) I'm coming around again. Are we expecting anything good? Who are we counting on to make it happen? Oh, friend, if that's true, it changes your countenance. No matter how much difficulty you're dealing with at the moment, you still have expectation and excitement about good things that are in the works and are happening, and you're not just counting on human beings around you to make it happen. You're not relying on anything that can fail. And anybody you know can fail. Whether they meant to or not. You are relying on the one who cannot lie. With whom nothing is impossible. Who cannot fail. Who will never leave you. Never forsake you. Never let you down. There is no better place. To have your focus fixed. There is no better place to put all your trust. And completely rely. What do you mean? If God don't come through, I'm in trouble. (laughs) I mean, if God don't come through, I'm out here on the limb. The end of the limb. If God don't come through, but I'm not concerned about it. Because he always comes through. Nobody ever trusted in him, believed in him, and was made ashamed, the scripture said. Thanks be unto God. Somebody say, my hope is in the Lord my God. My hope is in the Lord my God, or my confident expectation of good is in the Lord my God. There's so much strife around us. And what it is, is people looking to each other. Trying to make each other fix it. Trying to make each other, well, you know, I want this group to to meet my needs. I want to get these people in, in government so they can give me this or do this for me or make this happen. It's all men and women looking at men and women and pressuring and demanding, and then being heart sick and, and, and hurt when it didn't happen, and, and you know, uh, discouraged and suicidal. You don't have to be so unstable. You can be free. I'm going to give you a statement I believe the Lord gave me uh, last week about this. And that is this. When you become completely dependent on God, you are now completely independent from any man. When you become completely dependent upon God, you are no longer dependent on anybody. You're no longer dependent on anybody for anything. It is freedom like most of the world will not experience. Only those who dare to take their eyes off of their... When I, when I say men, I'm talking about yourself included. Huh? Yourself included. You did know you cannot fix all your problems. Did you, didn't you know that? Did you know that? You cannot heal yourself. You cannot meet all your needs. I hope you knew this. So when we say not dependent on men, you is one. Right? So you're not dependent on yourself either. Who are we dependent on? Huh? Only. Don't you like that psalm? That was Psalm 62. In Young's literal translation, only toward God. Only he's my rock and salvation. Only God, wait on him, my soul. Only he's my rock and salvation. Trust in him at all times. And not just trust in him, him only. Him only. 
We don't have to be so vulnerable, so unstable, so up and down, so roller coaster. People are good to us, and people are not good to us. People come through for us, people don't come through for us. People inspire us, and people break our heart. Yeah, you're going to be affected some. When you love people, you're close to people if they really let you down. But if you're a broken individual and can't get over it for years, then a bunch of it's your fault. You had all of your faith in them. And that should have never happened. Y'all with me or not? You were totally counting on them to make your life good and right. You were totally on counting them to be your provider. You were totally counting on them to fulfill you and make you important and make you feel like somebody. That's disaster waiting to happen. No human being can ever give you all that. But when you got enough of your heart and focus and trust in the Lord and you become dependent enough upon him that you're looking only to him, you're no longer dependent on anybody, any human being. Oh, it's so liberating. Oh, it's so free. (laughs) Hallelujah. The Lord helped me to see this years ago where our finances were concerned. And I'm not saying I've arrived at this, but I I have grown in it, I know. And what I mean is he helped me to see back in the days when Phyllis and I were traveling, he purposely directed us to do things that didn't make sense. I mean, to spend more on a meeting than I got in offerings at the meeting. Well, you're going to go in the hole, right? And... We, we did these kind of things over and over again. And the Lord kept telling me, he said, don't look to the people. They're not your source. Your partners are not your source. Your meetings are not your source. Hmm? He kept telling me that. They're not your source. They're not your source. So what does that mean? Don't look to them. That means it doesn't matter what I got in the offering. Now, you're quick to agree with that. But that applies to you equally that it doesn't matter what you get paid in your check. Doesn't matter. If God is your source, if you're looking to him, that doesn't change. No matter what else. The big thing that comes into play is am I looking to him? Am I listening to him? Am I following him? If I am, I don't have to be concerned about what people do or they don't do. I don't don't put pressure on anybody. I'm not dependent on anybody. And this is how we've been able to build and have all these multi-million dollar buildings and properties and we didn't borrow from any denomination. We're We're not dependent on a committee to tell us what we can preach and not preach. I like not being dependent on men and women. A good friend of mine, he's going to heaven now, but a good friend of mine, he went out in one of the roughest places in the country, and he labored, and he built a church from the ground from nothing, a good flourishing work. And the elders in his denomination decided to take it from him and give it to one of their relatives and just send him down the road to start over again. Whew. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of denominations, they just change out pastors every year or two just to shake things up, you know. And if you're dependent on them for your salary, for your papers, for your ministry, for everything, then you will go by their rules. You will do what they tell you to do. And woe is you if they're not spiritual people and they're not praying and being led by the Holy Spirit. That's just one example of ministry. It applies to every area of life. 
Do not say, I can't do this because the government won't subsidize me. Why can't you? Why are they your source? Why are you limited to them? I can't do this unless my family agrees to it. Unless they'll give me the, the inheritance. Unless, but see, you're looking to them. That's why people get so mad. That's when they get so mad and cut people off and won't talk to them for the next 40 years. Why? Because they were looking to that to set me up. That was going to fix me. I was going to be able to retire. Huh? And go fishing and play golf. That was, that was. Verse 3, Living Bible. Verse 3, Psalm 146. Read it out loud. Don't look to men for help. People call you and demand, you got to help me. Actually, you don't. If you tell them, you got to help me. Actually, they don't. And sometimes they should not. They need to be led by the Spirit, not by you, by you making demands. You've got to be strong to live the way you should in these areas. You really do. Especially the more resources and the more things that God gives you. If you listen to everybody about anything, everything that they want to do and everything that people pull on you about, you'll squander the Lord's resources and then you won't have them to do what you should do. You must not be led by people's demands or by pressure from any human uh, source. You got you got to look only to the Lord, and I, I don't care if it's family, I don't care if it's your closest friend. No matter what's going on, you go to the Lord and you ask Him, and then if He says no, then you don't. No matter how much somebody cries or how much they get mad or pitch a fit or write you up. Are y'all listening or not? Most people won't live like this. But then you'll be restricted and you'll be dependent on people. He whom the Son has set free is free indeed. And one of the greatest freedoms you can experience is freedom from fear and freedom from people. I'm telling you, it's one of the most amazing things there is. It took us 40 years believing this in this ministry, but we are at the place where we got churches and buildings paid for and underwritten and ministry going out paid for and underwritten and we can go anywhere in the world and preach and hold a meeting and don't have to ask for a dime. That's freedom. That's freedom. And if people are not paying your bill, they can't tell you what to preach. And they can't tell you when to shut up. They can't tell you when you can't. You can put extra cushion in in the seats and preach all night if you want to. It's your building. I'm talking about the churches. It's your building. (laughs) We're laughing about it, but I know a lot of sad stories. I know a lot of sad stories of people that had a good thriving work, but it wasn't their stuff, and they weren't in charge, and they kicked them out on the curb. They put them in the street. Nothing they could do about it. You want to look to God as your source. You want to be completely dependent on him huh you want to look to him in the morning at noontime and when the sun goes down in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths you want to trust in the lord in the lord in the lord with all your heart and not lean to your own understanding you got to discipline yourself you got to wean yourself off of people And you need to stop asking everybody what they think. It's a sign of insecurity. Hmm? You need to stop asking people a hundred times what you should do. 
If they got something good for you, they got it from God. You can go straight to God, you know. You can go straight to Him. You can get it right from the source. Completely dependent on God. No longer dependent on anybody. It is so liberating. Huh? God will give you your own. I said God will give you your own. He'll give you your own house and place paid for. Huh? He'll give you your own automobile so you don't have to ride with somebody else. You don't have to ride the bus. Huh? He will give you your own business. Somebody needs to be saying amen a little bit louder. He, he will give you your own stuff. Your own, that's, that's one reason why we say, I, I'm getting my buildings, my lands, my houses, is that right? my vehicles, my equipment. Why? I'm not looking to anybody to do that for me. I'm looking to God. And people say that, but a lot of times they don't mean it. But you can tell when the pressure's on. Huh? When you really need something or you've got to have something. Where do you look? Where does your mind go? Do you start making calls? Do you start pushing? Do you start pressing? Go to Jeremiah and we'll close with this, I think. Jeremiah 17. This should be an eye opener. Jeremiah 17, 5. Somebody say only. Only on you, Lord. Only on you. Only. Listen to this. Jeremiah 17, 5. Thus says the Lord, cursed be the man that does what? Trusts in man and makes flesh his arm. That's what you lean on. That's what you rely on. And whose heart departs from the Lord. Trusting people, looking to people to meet your needs, relying on people to take care of you instead of God, there's a curse in it. What does that mean? It's not going to go well. It's not blessed. No matter what kind of plan you had and they had, if you know you should be trusting God, but you want to be lazy or just yield to the flesh and try to get somebody else to fix it for you instead, and you just look to them instead of God, any of us, there's a curse in it. He said, what will happen? He'll be like the heath in the desert and shall not see when good comes, but will inhabit the parched places in the wilderness in a salt land and not inhabited. It'll be dry. It'll be parched. This is not a good life. This is not an enjoyable life. Verse 7, blessed is the man. How many want to sign up for verse 7? Verse 7, yeah, uh, put me in verse 7. Blessed is the man that does what? Trust, not, not in man and not in the arm of flesh, but trust in the Lord and whose hope your expectation the Lord is. Who am I looking to? I'm looking to him. Oh friend, this will this will free you from bad blood from the past of people that didn't help you or didn't keep their word or made mistakes with you and all these things. Maybe they did mess up. Maybe they did let you down. But it wouldn't have hurt you that bad if you hadn't been looking too much to them. Hmm? I didn't say it wouldn't have bothered you, but it wouldn't have incapacitated you. It would have, wouldn't have broken you for years. You were looking too much to them. You were relying too much on them. And maybe you didn't know much better then, but how long have you been in Faith Life Church? Huh? How long have you been feeding on, you know, other good ministries? How long have you been hearing about trusting God, having faith in God? Well, it's time to quit nodding and saying amen only. And actually, come on, are y'all with me? Actually, 
Quit looking to people and look only to God. There's a lot of there's a lot of problems in the economic world right now. There's a lot of people broken and shaken. And it's because their faith was in their job. And now that they lost it, they don't know what to do. But honey, that job never was your source. You might have thought it was, but everything down here is temporary. And only for a season. If God's my source, he can get me something else. He can get me something better. He can get me something bigger. Right? If God's my source, he has a million and one ways to do things that I never thought about. But I can't look at the wind and waves. Or I'll go down. I'll sink. I must keep my eyes. Huh? Help me out. Keep my eyes only. Oh, somebody say only, only, only on you. If I put my trust in in man and I rely on the arm of the flesh, I will be disappointed. In fact, there's a curse that goes with this. I'll dry up. But blessed is the man. Oh, somebody say blessed, blessed. Blessed that trust in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. He will be like a tree planted by the waters that spreads out of roots by the river. He won't even see heat when it comes. Her leaf will be green. He'll not be careful in the year of drought. The year of drought. Neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Let me read this to you from the uh, um, Living Bible. The Living Bible. Verse 5. The Lord says, Cursed is the man who puts his trust in mortal man and turns his heart away from God. I want you to sit out loud. No man. No human on this earth. Is my savior. No man is my healer. No man is my provider. No man. No woman. Can give me everything I need. Only God. And my eyes. Are on him. The one that trusts in man will be like a stunted shrub in the desert with no hope for the future. Lives on salt encrusted plains in the barren wilderness and good times pass him by. Even when things are going good in other, for other people in the same place, it ain't going good for him or her. Why? Looking to man. Relying on man. Counting on man. There's a curse in it. Does this describe a lot of people's lives? Like a stunted shrub. No growth. Dry. Miserable. Salt encrusted plains and barren wilderness. Good times. Just keep passing you by. Why? You look into the wrong thing. Counting on the wrong thing to make your life good. Verse, verse 7. But. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and has made the Lord his hope and confidence. I want you to confess it right now. You say, I am that person. I trust in the Lord. I have made the Lord my hope, my confidence, my eyes are only on him. What happens to that kind of man or woman? Verse 8. He's like a tree planted along a river bank with its roots reaching deep into the water. A tree not bothered by the heat. Hey. Hey. Not bothered. Will there be some times on the earth of drought and famine and heat and pressure? Yeah. If you're trusting in man, you're going to go through the worst of it. And even besides, when times get better, you won't even see that and experience that. 
Oh, but if you're trusting in the Lord, if he's your hope and your confidence, even when the heat and pressure is on, you won't be bothered by the heat. You won't be worried by long months of drought. Economically, we're seeing that right now. Long months of drought. But guess what? Guess what? I I can't believe it for you. I'll believe it with you. But I wish you'd join me. I'm believing. I am like a tree planted by the rivers of waters. My roots go deep. I get plenty of water. I'm not even bothered by the heat. I'm not worried by long months of drought. Said his leaves stay green. It goes right on producing all its luscious fruit. The new living says they never stop producing. They never stop producing fruit. Even in times, long months of drought, even heat, even pressure, they never stop bearing fruit. They never stop producing. Why? Because being completely dependent on God, they are no longer dependent on men and people and their systems and their things. Is it true, child of God? Is it possible to see this kind of support and provision and ability down here in the midst of all this chaos? And pro- Is it possible? We're seeing it. We're experiencing it. It's happening. And it's going to happen even more. Hallelujah. Stand on your feet, everybody. Thank you, Lord. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord. Let's sing that song again. Can y'all fire that up?